Hello, and welcome back to episode 23 of The Groove. And today, I have a very special set of guests, Cheyenne's Kitchen, all the way from Doylestown. <laughs> and Coopersburg. And Woo! Coopersburg. <laughs> um, 2023. Please introduce yourselves. Uh, so we'll start over here. I'm Noah. I, uh, Are you in Cheyenne's Kitchen? I'm not in Cheyenne's <laughs> Kitchen live performance, but I do a lot behind the scenes in production and stuff like that. But I used to play guitar a little bit. And got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally what happened. <laughs> Dave Mustaine type energy. They woke me up. I was on the ground. I was just like drunk binge the night before. And they were like, you got to get the fuck out of the band. Oh, wait. Can we can we curse? Keep it to a minimum. Right. But it's okay. You got to get out of the band. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my bad. Get no, I, I forgot. Slip out of the Listen band. I forgot to preface. Got to get the heck out of the band. <laughs> the okay. album's not explicit, by the way. It's completely clean. Nice. Family friendly. Family, f- I don't know about family friendly, but you know. <laughs> My name's Mitch, and I play the drums. <laughs> All right. uh, my name is Jason. Uh, I play guitar and uh, co-lead vocal. Co-lead. Yeah, so I'm the other co-lead vocal, <laughs> and I uh, play bass amongst other things. He also, Jay also plays. I forgot your name. What's your name? Gavin. <laughs> Gavin King. Gavin the King. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming out today. This Thanks is very exciting. Yeah, um, so, my first question is, what what is the name origin of Cheyenne's Kitchen? Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Is that me? <laughs> yeah, you can do it. I, uh, yeah, so it's kind of... Well, me and Jay were in a band before called Kentucky Handgun. So there was like always a sort of... Like country sort of thing, country yeah, state Americana. sort of thing, American thing, Americana thing going on. But um, so there was this girl in my high school who used to smoke the uh, Cheyenne cigarillos. They're like these mini cigars. So it's kind of loosely that, but the kitchen is well, just... Well, no, you, Gavin smoked the Cheyennes, and then like all yeah. these people started smoking them. <laughs> so Gavin stopped smoking them. Yeah, cause I, because I, a bit of, of a rebel, of I guess, her, or whatever. Mostly. Didn't want to be a trendsetter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the kitchen is just, uh, I, there's like a needed uh, coming together of food and music that's sort of bubbling beneath the surface. Are you guys big chefs? Uh, <laughs> musically, yeah. Just me. Just you? Yeah, no, not Noah, in the band. Noah's mom is a Noah's big mom chef. Also. Every time we record there, she's always like making a meal. Um, so, how did you guys originally become a band? Like, where did it start? Um, yeah, it started in my bedroom, actually. Yeah, no, it was Noah's idea. Yeah, I, well, no. But I knew that uh, Kentucky Handgun was, I don't know, looking for a drummer, I think, was what was out. And uh, I knew Mitch was an incredible drummer that could play. I just, just transferred to Temple. Yeah, and Mitch had just transferred to Temple from Westchester, so it's like a good uh, confluence of energies that I wanted to uh, bring together, curate. Yeah, me, <laughs> me and Gavin have been uh, writing together for uh, probably like I guess what is it like twelve years at this point. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cute. Originally, <laughs> originally cabbage. Then it was uh, ATF. Um, it's Alaskan then, Thunderfuck. Yeah, oh, yeah. Alaskan <laughs> Thunder crap. Flip, flip, flip dude. Man, yeah. it's okay. So <laughs> then it was that. Then Kentucky Handgun. Am I missing any? Mm, I don't think so. Definitely some solo projects too. Oh yeah, yeah. busy. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Whipping out the icebreakers. <laughs> um, so what is your biggest inspiration for music? It might be different for each of you, but that's okay. You can all say your inspirations. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, what about you? It's like skater boy. Um, well, I feel like I got to get more specific with that. Like, what musician? Or like, are you just saying, like, what is the biggest um. thing that inspires me? Yeah, I mean, it could be that. Yeah, it could be that. <laughs> you could be yeah. music. I want, I want to know that actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's even more burning energy. Is it Avril Lavigne at all? There's some of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, there's like some pop punk going on. I think. I like, uh, mm-hmm. like, I mean, dude, this is a hard question. I need to narrow it down Take more. Your time. All right, last night. Well, dude, you had some influences going last night. Yeah, um, last Tony. last night I was listening to a lot of power pop, like Pete Trick, and like I guess you could call I don't know if you call Pete Trick power pop, but listen to some of that Absolutely stuff. Absolutely, yeah. I and that's why I sent those songs in the chat because I was like, this is the direction that I want to head in with this band. And that's an influence, really. Yeah, power pop. So I like power pop a lot. I like like classic punk music. I like uh, classic rock. Indie, I like alternative, I like a lot of stuff. Um, I like drums, I like all drums. Nirvana, I like Nirvana, I like grunge. <laughs> Don't you have like a Nirvana music? tattoo, dude? Huh? Do you have a Nirvana? No. Oh no, wait, you never not mind. yet. Yeah, no, it's no, I don't. Tattoo no. is what? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's a keychain. Keychain, that's what it is. Just an old pair. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Poster wall. <laughs> yeah. Jeep. Also, I mean, a, a, a thing that inspires my music is. Like skateboarding as well. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not a musical uh, endeavor, but that's why I said the first thing of burning energy. When I play the drums and when I skate, I like to burn my energy like mm-hmm. down. Like just have like a ball of energy and just burn it down to like nothing. So I'm exhausted. <laughs> so that's like a very meta answer. I don't know. What you're <laughs> no, that's uh, no, that's fine. Answer it how you want. <laughs> Jay. Um, <clears throat> so, I did probably started out with, like, classic rock, probably, and then, uh, punk, and then, well, I feel like what, the first thing for me that kind of made me want to write was probably the Pixies, because mm-hmm. I was kind of, like, the first thing I kind of discovered on my own, and, uh, yeah, all types of music, though. How did you find the Pixies? Uh, I think I was watching like a Nirvana interview or something, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was like the first thing my dad didn't show me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, actually, I'd like to add on to that because now that we're doing it this way, the first thing that made me want to play drums is when I heard "American Idiot" by Green Day. That's the song. That. You didn't know that? That's the <laughs> that's the song I can pinpoint. And I heard the drums. I was like, I could do that. I have to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's like one of the biggest sparks in my like personal history. Um, that song particularly. Awesome. That's something I found on my own. Like my dad yeah. didn't show me, show it to me, and he didn't like like it. You know. So. <laughs> I feel like all dads have like a huge thing in everyone's music taste. Probably. Like definitely, because yeah. my dad's the reason why I'm like into it. So. Mm-hmm. The dad rock. Yeah, dad, rock. yeah, dad rocks. Too. Dad rocks. <laughs> Big influence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Jay were actually talking about. Uh, I don't know, like influence wise. I guess like top five influences, sort of favorite. I kind of put them together. 
but I would say uh, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, the Beatles, mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder, Miles Davis, and David Bowie. And it's almost like I had this pre-planned because you we, did really did. we were, we were <laughs> talking that, about that's it a like bit yesterday. Too perfect of an yeah. answer. So <laughs> it's not scripted, but like that, that kind of was. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, yeah, the top five I had was like uh, John Frusciante, Sly Stone, um, Lou Reed, <laughs> forget the other two, probably Such like Bob Dylan. Uh, <laughs> Definitely Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the other one? Uh, no. Noah. My influences? What's your production yes. influences? My production influences? <laughs> uh, all over the place. I'm really influenced by Trent Reznor. Um, that sometimes comes through, but not really as much with, like, the Cheyenne stuff. I'm also, a lot of times I was really influenced by, like, orchestral sort of um, mm-hmm. uh, arrangements. I felt like for some of the, like, softer songs on the album, at least, it became very, like orchestral and how we treated it trying to fill up spaces and whatnot and then for like heavier like stuff albini steve albini um <clears throat> was a huge influence he did like nirvana stuff and also other like heavy stuff from the 90s and i don't know glenn johns definitely pulling from his book a little bit he did the beatles and like the eagles a little bit and um rolling stones a lot of rolling stones work so yeah, just uh, production-wise, I'm still trying to expand my vocab there, but that's sort of where it sits. I think you should specify that you produced the album. You never even specifically <laughs> said No, that's that. what I said at the beginning. <laughs> kind of. Oh, okay. I produced the album. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a few tracks on it, too. He's got some features. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a few uh, features of friends and, I and need dad samples and, and things like that. <laughs> Every dad, uh, all four of our dads are sampled on the album in various ways, sort of below the surface. How did you guys, like, decide to do that? (laughs) It was kind of sneaky. My dad dad begged over and over. It came came through naturally. The real reason uh, I think it started was, um, like, two of the songs were recorded, not not really necessarily demos, but, uh, like, separate projects sort of demos though like uh the first song the elon song that's um a kentucky handgun song and uh so it was sort of like a tongue-in-cheek thing we were like oh if we're gonna make a song about elon musk like we should record my dad on the treadmill because like he runs on the treadmill all the time and he loves elon musk and he's like obsessed my both my brother and my dad like have a total boner for elon musk so um that's hard i was like we gotta record my dad uh you know on the treadmill and it but it it ended up lining up with the phaser on the outro like perfectly so it's like and I was like, well, we got to put that in, you know, yeah. uh, we, it's just too good. <laughs> and then, yeah, your, your original thing was. Yeah. I mean, um, on the second song, October, my dad was like, I don't even remember why, but I was recording a demo for October, uh, on my own. And he just like screamed incoming in the background and that made it on the track. And then that just became part of the song. <laughs> yeah. So. There's a lot of, um, I think production wise there's a lot of beauty in like using like found recordings mm-hmm. not yeah. found recordings but like just like random recordings that just fit you know Definitely. like the vibe or energy that we were trying to bring so yeah like we recorded a washing machine and yeah we recording. recorded creaking footsteps 
Oh yeah, that yeah. was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ceiling fan. The ceiling fan. Yeah, and my uh, my one friend um, Malcolm is uh, he's like working <laughs> on a book and. Um, Shout out, Malcolm. Yeah, shout, shout out, Malcolm. Malcolm. He's, shout he's out. The goat. He's the goat, really. Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he Man Under Gun is named after um, his book. I think it's the third volume of his series. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the He's working on a series of novels. And um, so Man Under Gun's named after that. And we decide to record. He, he works for Pico, and he, like, checks the meters. <laughs> yeah. So he has this like methane detector, and um, we put that in electric river. So it's like, <laughs> I feel like that stuff that always sad. turns out cool though. Yeah, you just gotta find like random stuff. Yeah, it you, always it, works. It, it's if you kind of just go through life with your ears open to mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. things, you'll just be like, that's gotta be. Did something. we keep the recordings of me just like pounding the bed? Did we put those in? No. There's you, we, like, hitting a pan. Or oh, something. yeah, we used, yeah, ki- we we used kitchenware. On the <laughs> we did use kitchenware. Was used, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Can I get a real quick chance to fire off? Because I didn't know we were ca- preparing lists of our influences. But oh, oh, God. Oh, bitch. Oh, All right. You, Go the, ahead. The floor fire is yours. Off. Well, I didn't <laughs> have a prepared list. Go ahead. Bur- well, burn some energy. I just wanted to, I wanted to talk drums. I feel like I had my chance. In my Do head. it. All right. Go, go, go. The floor I, just wanna, is yours. I just want to list off some drummers. That's it. And go ahead. You guys want to comment on that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to say, the, the drummers that I really like, I'm a major Dave Grohl fan. I like Stuart Copeland of The Police. I like um, Mitch Mitchell from Jimi Hendrix Experience. I like Bill Ward from Sabbath. Jimmy Chamberlain, Smashing Pumpkins. Um, of course, I mean, John Bonham is like the ultimate drummer. No, Travis. I like Travis, kind of. Barker. Like, <laughs> Travis Barker. Also, I think he's I think a good drummer. I think we can go on a first-name basis with the Rockers. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. What do you mean? I think we could just say yeah, Travis. Know. You know Travis. Yeah, you know yeah. Travis. Yeah, we know Travis. The people well, at home, Mitch, Mitch Mitchell, that's your like namesake, right? That's my name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I also, I, I did also kind of want to say, uh, like, also House of Yarga, where I live, mm-hmm. is also a big influence, just all the shows and the bands there, and, you know, people. Yeah, people around here have really influenced me, too, since I transferred to Temple and came mm-hmm. to the city. Like, Jay is a drummer as well, and I like watching and hearing Jay as well. Yeah. I think everybody's real creative. Yeah. <laughs> well, that actually brings me into, um, you guys have been in the scene for a little bit now, but, like, have you guys met people throughout the scene that have become, like, actually, like, really good friends of yours? Oh, definitely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Name drop. Go. For me, uh, <laughs> well, so, I, I came to Temple, and, you know, I ultimately dropped out. Which was definitely a good move, but uh, <laughs> pretty much like the first few months, I was like really desperate to. Well, we were really trying to find a drummer, which took us a long time, me and Gavin. But uh, I ended up at this party. I met um, Ali from Yeet. If you've heard mm-hmm. of Yeet, yes, I've met and Ali. So, Jay and Noah are in Yeet, by the way. Yeah, yeah oh, Noah's okay. also in Yeet. So there's cross pollination. Yeah. yeah. So I was like. I, I just needed to play with someone because we didn't have a drummer so I was like you know I guess I'll join another band and so I was like you know just talking to Ali and uh, heard some demos who would have thought you know <laughs> we're, we're still here today so 
<laughs> Allie's a great Allie's a great friend of uh, Allie's an insane creative force. Yeah. yeah. Does so. Allie do your guys' booking or am I crazy? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Bit. Okay. Because yeah. I met Allie at a few shows. Yeah, at the Haven, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly Allie's definitely <laughs> a very good member of any crowd. Uh, yeah. They always get the energy popping. An enthusiastic yeah. Yeah. Mm. Charisma charismatic person. But yeah, other shout outs? I mean, we're recording with Noah. Yeah, Noah from Shid, um, mm-hmm. and used to be in Polychromatics and is in Violent Highs too. Violent Highs. Yeah. yeah so Noah's an incredible friend and yeah, creative force as well. I love Shid. Yeah. <laughs> and we can also shout out the Angies. Me and Noah um, yeah. play drums and bass in the Angies. That's where we're recording um, with the other Noah. That's yeah. The there's a lot of Noahs. Yeah. yeah there's <laughs> yeah. there's only like a couple yeah, there's Noahs. There's, two no- there's a couple Noahs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, any others? We like Gab. Friend. Yeah, well, yeah, there's like, yeah, Friend, Slop Tart, Dev at the Pouch, yeah. fucking rocks. And then, uh, yeah, Disaster Artists. Okay. I've, I mean, with Yeet, we've collaborated with Disaster Artists. Um, Venus Twins, that's like oh, a yeah. classic. And then big one for Cheyenne's, Ken Mujo. Ken Mujo and speaking of incredible cooking tutorials on Ken's uh, Instagram yeah so check it out no I have not he's great he gets like the audience (coughs) everyone in the room like starts playing with him like he passes out he brings like drums and cymbals and he's just one guy and he loops his guitar and he gets the craziest tones he does like these primal screams and he gets a whole thing going just by himself and by the end everyone in the audience is like playing with him on the oh my god. and he starts directing. It's the best. <laughs> That's actually so cool. Cause, Nothing um, like that. You guys know Wallace tonight. I'm sure yeah, you've heard yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They played like a three hour set at um Philly Style Pizza. <laughs> yeah, I saw and that Philly style. <laughs> yeah, they started passing out like cowbells yeah. and like having everyone help them out <laughs> because they were like, We can't do this by ourselves <laughs> for three hours. I was like, you guys put this on yourselves, but it was, they did amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's sick that Philly Styles hosted shows, too. <laughs> Shout out Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so where was your guys' first show, and how did it go? House of Red. For this was band, it? or just, like, no. ever? Um, first show for y'all was... For, for Cheyenne's was Yarga. Yeah, for Cheyenne. I thought it was Tide. Uh, no, it was Yarga. No, no, it was Yarga. Yarga's first. It was Yarga. Yarga's home base, yeah. sort of. <laughs> home turf. Well, literally Jay home. There, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally home, so it's kind of no-brainer. Yeah, it was Yarga, but you know we've played other shows uh, like me. My, yeah, my first show was a piano recital with like a suit on, and it was yeah. very uh, traumatic for me, honestly. Wow, <laughs> we go very surprising. Well, because yeah. I I went I went up to play, and I had like everyone that played there was like kind of like a virtuoso or whatever. It was Marcus's piano s- students, and I like went up and I like froze up and I couldn't I couldn't remember my notes or anything and I like didn't even play anything. <laughs> Did you cry? Yeah, I cried. <laughs> I, was, I was like ten or something. Yeah, I would have too. But recitals yeah. are horrible. Yeah. Always hidden orchestras or whatever. Yeah. I, I played some I played some recitals at ten, like with the school band and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. My very <laughs> first show was probably with the school band in like fourth grade <laughs> on the snare drum. I don't it, it didn't really feel like anything. It didn't quite go like yours. I I played but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why he's Mitch the Clutch. That's yeah. why he's Mitch but the dude, Clutch. speaking of first Cheyenne shows, uh, you asked how it went, and I remember mm-hmm. I was there was a clutch pissed. moment. Right? There was no clutch at the sh- at yeah. the venue, oh, no. and I was like, no that's clutch. Classic expletive, charger. like, what am I gonna do? Expletive. Yeah, you don't have to bleep that out. <laughs> no, um, 
Yeah, I, I was I was new like to Temple and new in the scene, and I was kind of freaking out. I was like, how am I supposed to play without my clutch? And so I've never ever forgotten it since. Wow, nice. and that's why. Well, I, clutch. I think I expected them to have it, but you should never expect that anymore. <laughs> yeah, we've learned a lot playing yeah. various you, venues. You live in your various learn. various mm-hmm. poop pipes. <laughs> And for anyone who doesn't know what a clutch is, it's the piece on the hi hat that makes it open and close. You know the, pss, you know open and close sound. <laughs> yeah, can you a got an example and everything. That's what a clutch is, and you know sometimes you play a hi hat open, sometimes you play it closed, and sometimes you do the open close like I just the did. Pss, the pss, yep. I'm Jay-Z. trying to find pss. something on YouTube and put it in there, <laughs> like, but I, I think you did a pretty good that. job of sampling it yourself. Yeah, I mean you get the idea. So that's what that is, and it seems like it. It's a small piece, but it means a lot. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially if you play with your foot, you know, that's what your foot is what opens and closes it. Mm-hmm. So it's not doing anything. It's just like, it's dead. It sucks to play without a clutch. That's, mm. the, that's the main point <laughs> of the story. So yeah, that was the first Cheyenne show. There's no clutch. Jay, what was your first show? Do you remember? Like, I, I was, don't even I know. I was seven years old in the School of Rock, and we did uh, Sex Pistols versus The Clash. Uh, and, Great uh, material. I'm surprised it wasn't Learn to Fly. I had a big red mohawk, and I was seven. And, yeah. Uh, I had a really, yeah. You hung out with a bunch of teenagers, right? Yeah. It was just, <laughs> First yeah. time you smoked a cig, right? Yeah, no, I, I did crack. <laughs> Uh, before the show and you know the rest is history I thought it was meth actually well, and was, you were playing the Whiskey Go-Go in, uh, in, in Los Angeles right? Uh, no. that was the second show <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah Jason's a real rock star and, yeah. <laughs> well what is your guys what has been your favorite show to play? Ooh, it's obviously honestly, not your recital I would say <laughs> we played the Haven recently and that was like mm-hmm. kind of my favorite show yeah. I was there yeah, you guys that, killed it. That was just was like great. crazy. Dude. <laughs> it was like uh well the Haven's just popping off. Yeah. The, Haven, yeah. the people really there are. just will go for pretty much whatever it mm-hmm. seems like. We had crowd surfers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. I really liked we played a show at uh what was the, the outside show at like Carlisle. We played yeah. a Halloween show. Oh yeah. That was probably that the, was the stoop. Dude, that was the show that got shut down like shortly yeah, after. Yeah, it got we went shut on. down after oh. we went on. That one I actually wasn't on. For <laughs> yeah, so it was a great show. <laughs> so it was a great show. Why was it shut down? Because we we got too rowdy, like yeah. the, we People so were, like, hopping on cars. Well, yeah, there was a video of it. like a riot. Somebody, somebody yeah, had a, a gun. Kid, and there was a kid holding a gun on top of a car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone oh had a gun, waving it around. So they're like, "Can you shut this down?" I think I saw pictures of it on your Instagram. There was like they, so yeah, they, many people. Yeah, it was I took on a picture. It was on yeah. Yeah, 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 it was on the street that we used to live on. It was on Carlisle Street or Carlisle Street. Yeah, on different block though. Yeah, down down the down to the side. But yeah, it was it was outside like on our street, and they they actually got like a permit to have like a block party, and it still got shut down eventually. It just it just it turned like too wild. chaotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we were suited well for like a Halloween show too. Oh yeah, I think that's kind of something that we would <laughs> fit perfect. We played Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath uh, on the album Black Sabbath on by the Halloween. Artist. Black yeah. Sabbath. I said that by the artist. I, I said that. that. Yo, fun Black Sabbath fact. There's a band called Coven from uh, Chicago that predates Black Sabbath, and their bass player's name is Oz Osborne. Oh, wow. And they have a song called Black Sabbath. Is this confirmed? Or confirmed. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. Fact I'm gonna have to I think see they're uh, called Coven. 
birth but, certificate. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll pull it up while we're moving on just to okay. show you. Um, but you guys were actually my first house show ever. That was your first yeah. show? The Haven? Um, the Haven. Not recently. Not the recent one. But oh. it was oh. back in October. Oh, yeah. We played twice. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one, too. That one was, was friend was the headliner oh, for yeah, that yeah, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that when they really had the different fun. layout, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I the better layout. <laughs> no shame, I like the new one better. I like the, the new one, too. Though. But <laughs> the old one's cool, too. Is it is it confirmed? Yeah, it's confirmed. Oz Osborne. <laughs> I'll need some documentation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, so why w y m c slash iceberg? That was your first single, correct? Mm. Um, great song, by the way. But what was like the process behind making that? And then <laughs> wow. uh, that's a bag of worms, man. Yeah, so. Uh, Jay, uh, uh, I this think is you sort of yeah. You're sort of this is you Jay's given moment. me a trigger warning. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, basically, I thousands so of takes. I went to military school for the <laughs> year. That's where we start. And uh, I recorded an album when I was there, and the song Iceberg. I was in class at um, Valley Forge, and it was the. F I've never had. It was the first time this has ever happened to me, where like. I thought of the song without like holding an instrument. Mm -hmm. Like I just imagined the song on its own. So um, <clears throat> I recorded that in one take. Wow. And uh, yeah, not so much the case for the <laughs> album version. There was probably like a thousand vocal takes. And I can attest there was definitely and guitar takes. I was pretty much just losing my mind um, and it culminated in my parents moved to Florida, and my house was on the market, and I lived uh, in the garage, which was still open, mm -hmm. but, you know, there's no heating, no bathroom, and it was winter time. It was, uh, you know, January. It was like, yeah. So I was walking an hour to and from work, working full-time at the grocery store. <laughs> just at the like grocery eating, store. Yeah, eating canned beans on the fire, just recording like hundreds of vocal takes. Wow, this man. What is Well, I'd be walking an hour, and I, you know, I got off work <laughs> at 9 or 10 o'clock. I would just be walking an hour, just singing it. And I would get home, and I would sing it like 100 times, go to sleep. You know, wake up, eat some beans, walk an hour to work, work eight hours, and just repeat that process. Just never was satisfied. But you know, I, I, I was eventually waves. satisfied, sort of. Takes but, um, a lot to satisfy Jay sometimes. I mean, it was a pretty, I will say from the production standpoint, I was a complete amateur. So, <laughs> it, was, no Tom it was a learning process. Yeah, no Tom. Yeah, no I mean, Tom. That was the second song I think we recorded in like yeah, 2020. Both, those were the first two songs. You were That's your mom's. That's how long ago the, it started recording in 2020, like September yeah. 2020. It didn't really finish till this year. Like it didn't drop. So it's been a process. Yeah, it was, a, it was a long process. And yeah, there was a lot of back and forth. You know, like we re recorded a bunch of parts. We recorded this way, that way, another way. Yeah, what no worked, what didn't work. And -wise. Yeah, I mean, it was a great process when all said and done, but it was painful. <laughs> it was very painful. And, and you know, like Noah obviously uh, was producing, and I didn't really know how the computer worked, and I was just trying to explain what I wanted and just sort of losing my mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. Stories were changing, too. Like, I was a, there was a crucial point, like, 
I don't want to say like what eight months into the process where Jay's like I might change the lyrics or I might change the complete vocal melody or something like that. Well, I did end up changing the vocal melody. Yeah, and the guitar part too. It was like yeah. So there was a lot of evolution within the process. Yeah, I think it should be said too that we recorded it in our basement at Carlisle <laughs> with our equipment. Very minimal equipment. Yeah. yeah. And funny enough, Wear Your Mama's Clothes was the first song recorded, and it could have been more opposite. Like, yeah, it was like, uh, it was like the only seamless. song that was like sort of done for three years. Yeah, like it was the first one. Mostly yeah. speaking, but uh, I'm trying to think, what is the story behind this? Mama's? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It just kind of happened like the song kinda, is supposed just, to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I, think it, I think it was kind of like, I think I was kind of getting put on my Randy Newman shoes a little bit with like the chord progression. Sort of like I I see it as sort of a Randy Newman chord progression, and uh, I don't want to I don't want to talk about who it was about I don't want to name yeah, drop no. that but um <laughs> yeah it was about someone that I dated briefly and uh, just thought it was an interesting idea to talk about like uh, sort of how you are sort of predetermined by your parents' actions and what they do and how they carry themselves I think it's about that wearing their clothes wearing their clothes mm -hmm. yeah. Literally or <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that, as a single, like, it, the, the album's sort of, like, conceptually just, like, basically, like, a culmination of, like, myself and Gavin's songwriting up to this point. So, like, and also, like, just sort of, you know, the, uh, the story. And uh, so that, it just, that first single sort of represents, like, the first chapter of the album because mm -hmm. there's three chapters. Um, price of admission, man unhinged, man unhinged, and cosmic daydream. So each of the three singles are um, supposed to be like a teaser for one of mm -hmm. the chapters. Oh, cool! Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> now I do. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, a there's a really deep like narrative. That's kind of one of the things that it's up for interpretation. Yeah, it's sort of lost on a digital release. Like that would have been on like the back of a physical. Yeah, it would have been on like a gatefold album mm. well it may it might it be, be. I mean, who yeah. knows? but uh <laughs> i do think like speaking of singles and all that i do think that the songs are much better as a cohesive like i don't think they were really sort of intended to be like picked out from the album yeah and what what really happened was we only wanted to release iceberg and wear your mama's clothes as a single but we were sort of like um we were in talks with this uh, guy who runs a record label, oh, okay. um, and he <laughs> he told us to do three singles uh, for smart reasons. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for yeah, smart he's, reasons. He's a, he's no, no, I, I I love him, but uh, I I personally regret it, but uh, it's okay. You live in <laughs> yeah, decisions made. You know. Yeah, well, um, so you guys have like a symbol on your album cover what is that symbol so me and gavin were in the woods behind my old house and we sort of just like impromptu carved into the tree into a tree now the tree mm -hmm. um <laughs> the the logo for the band it was like basically designed like uh, we were, I, I don't know like what i know so it has the uh so it has the three pillars yeah yeah which is like i guess three members right? yeah three and members but a it's a chef's hat also like the that oh, that okay. thing is it's supposed Loosely. to be a chef's hat but like <laughs> it was carved with a knife so that's kind of why it looks like that mm -hmm. and it's got a ck 
when mm. I was a kid. But we couldn't do CK, mm. so we had to, because of Calvin Klein. Oh, So yeah. we just did a po- C apostrophe S K. Yeah, they actually had a cease and desist um, sent to them by Calvin Klein <laughs> yeah, uh, when he no, saw the tree. He, he, was, yeah, he, <laughs> he saw the, the tree. He was in the behind my house, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, since then, we don't wear Calvin Klein anything no. anymore, so... Haynes all the <laughs> way, check. I think, for Jay. Gotta check, yeah, gotta check. <laughs> um, do you guys make your own album cover art, or do you have someone else do it? Gavin made this. this well, cover. yeah, I I did the, uh, so the singles were, like, sort of a collaboration. I did the uh, logo design for that based on the original tree <laughs> carving. Mm-hmm. And then we worked with uh, Mitch's friend. August. August, yeah. August Designs is, I think, is... Instagram, whatever, something like that. But he did. He helped us like put it together and get it graphically. But yeah, he the album pretty high he, he put it into like the digital realm. He made the digital art like rendering. Which yeah, is really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. The album though was me. Um, it's actually a picture from our first show at Yarga. Funny enough, mm-hmm. and I basically just edited it about two hundred times until it just became really washed out, and used again used a different variation of the logo. So yeah, we do we do our own art for now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so you guys kind of run your like Instagram sort of just like a meme account. <laughs> 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 actually, I actually love it. Like I see other band accounts and it's all just like posters and stuff, mm-hmm. but you guys are funny. <laughs> like I, every time you guys are posting, it's hilarious. But there's like a video of you watching like a hermit crab video as you're like playing guitar. Why? I like to have like I just like to have like visual uh, stimuli while I'm recording while I'm recording guitar Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Like this shirt's like the Paul Klee. I like to look at his art while I'm like playing a lot of the time. But um, uh. Yeah, I think was that the dunk over. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I could almost yeah. answer this as an outsider. Yeah, you probably better. better. So Jay is a he's a very visual musician. Like he, I think he almost plays guitar as if it's like a painting. Like he always has like he has this Picasso book too, that he would just be jamming, not even looking at the guitar, just like jamming based on the image and i think we were having like a bit of a block on the don't go in alone solo yeah for sure so for Probably the don't go in alone solo uh he had the hermit crab video and i i don't know <laughs> i don't know doing, why yeah, all kinds we of were doing a we were yeah, yeah we were trying like all kinds of stuff but for some yeah. reason something about the purity of the hermit crab yeah. video really just set the tone i mean yeah. it's about tone yeah like you you see the hermit crabs and it's a little bit crusty it's a little bit raw there's like yeah. a mechan- mechanical movement and I feel like that fits with Jay's vibe. Yeah, it also probably, like, in some way brought me back to my childhood, like, you know, being on the boardwalk, yeah. you get a hermit crab. <laughs> and, of course, like, it's sort of like a, a tortured romance because, like, you know, the hermit crab is, like, you know, from the boardwalk. It's probably, like, kind of, it's had a rough life and yeah, stuff. You definitely. Know, so. Yeah, definitely. There's always this, I don't know, it's just really... <laughs> It's like winning the goldfish at the fair and yeah, dies like yeah. two days after. Yeah, and exactly. Like, God damn. We, yeah, I yeah. actually work Gosh at a place it. that sells fish, like and like hermit crabs and Pet stuff. Store? No, it's like down the shore. <laughs> but, um, down um, shore. I work during the summer, and we had someone return a hermit crab because it was alive for like eight years. <laughs> they were like, we don't want it anymore. <laughs> so I actually, I'll take it. I actually <laughs> had a hermit crab that was alive for about six years, and I got other hermit crabs and I ate all of them. It was just Dang. a cannibal. 
Yeah, so. that's insane. And <laughs> no matter, it was small, but it would just eat every hermit crab. It's, it's a true it's story. Crazy. I don't know how we're getting on this huge hermit crab, but no, yeah, it's a good. It all good I mean, space. I don't it know. all ties in. We, we went through in. a lot of different animals, you know. We were yeah, I mean, there was a lot of different videos, like. We were scouting like all the Jay, Jay is a, and I'll, I'll say this to Jay lovingly, but he's like a very uh, sensitive uh, instrumentalist and artist. Yeah. So like, you have to have if the toe, if the environment is not right, Conducive, it's just not yeah. gonna, it's not gonna happen. Plus, yeah, we're we're talking basements here. We're talking like you know yeah. spaces <laughs> that are not meant for yeah, no. recording music, but you try to make the most. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a bit of a prima donna sometimes. <laughs> kind of hate it but there's really nothing i can do about it it's worth it <laughs> yeah gotta get the best take and there's also a video of mitch walking like on the street and you guys are like yeah could Wait, you i don't know like it says like, when we mitch were yelling at oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. could, could yeah. you actually hear them i could okay. and i looked up but i i didn't know they were on top of the parking garage <laughs> and that's why i was like i know it's them and i know they're calling me and when i saw that video i was like this is so surreal because <laughs> i like i i could hear their voices but i could not see them and now i get to see the angle of them seeing me look for them like on the street, like zoomed out, you can see like the sprawl of Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, I look so small. It's just like it was so it's super meta. It was just hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think the meme page, I guess, sort of angle is that I think we have a lot of comedy, tragedy, sort of, and comedy. I I I think there's like a lot of hidden sort of jokes that maybe only like I would get, or maybe yeah. I don't know, sort of like an inside joke. But I think music can be really funny. So yeah, I'm no, always about having shenanigans. Good music makes you laugh, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I like to feel good in that way with it. Yeah, and it definitely kind of also comes from like Kentucky Handgun because oh, yeah, we were sure. basically Kentucky Handgun was basically just like you know I guess like beep posting. Oh like, yeah, okay. even the songs and the titles <laughs> of them. And, like, the pictures on SoundCloud, like, we were just kind of, they were just, like, jokes, basically. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, where the Elon song comes yeah. from. Like, we just found this really, like, mm -hmm. disturbing picture of Elon Musk, and we <laughs> were just, like, Elon the Metallic Man in yeah. focus. But, like, at, totally as a joke, you know? Mm -hmm. It wasn't... Yeah, I mean, I don't like to get too serious. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, as a like songwriter, a it throws me off honestly it's, it's when sort I get of, too in my head about it. Yeah, it's like a reaction to like how music can be perceived sometimes mm -hmm. with like the Josh Grobins and the like <laughs> super serious emotionally, yeah. and even like bands that you see where it's like we know people where it's like they'll post and it's like a super serious yeah. like yeah. check out my new music like <laughs> yeah. out now whatever, and especially when you're at a level that like we're at, it's like. It's just not that serious. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny like, to just pull from thin air, you know? Yeah, just yeah you exactly. Which just is funny because I feel like a lot of the subject matter on the album is actually, like, a lot of it is really serious, but yeah, it's not take. It, it's kind of not approached, like, overly seriously. In my like, which is also, Coffee like, is I feel like a defense mechanism. mechanism. Yeah, Coffee. from all of us. I think I we all think it is. I mean, for me, a lot of the times, so. if someone does something that I find, like, insanely fantastic on yeah. their instrument or singing i start cracking yeah. up laughing because yeah. i'm over being overcome by like how 
how much I love it, but mm-hmm. sometimes people definitely take I, it the wrong way. Well, I think, <laughs> I think if you see me laughing my ass off at your show, yeah. I'm not making fun of you. Like, I actually think it's that's the best possible reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah for Gab, yeah. I think it. we all like absurdity and like seeing yeah. something that you wouldn't normally see or that you couldn't really like even come up with, but yeah. you're seeing it. So just like the absurdity of something is funny. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's called the epic meter, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. How epic is it? How epic. Well, with this stuff, you kind of have to have fun. And, yeah. and ca- I can tell that you guys have fun doing what you do. And that's what it's supposed to be about. So, Hell. congrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More people got to maybe learn that. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, I'm I sure mean, a lot will. of people are just basically, like, doing music to stroke their ego. Yeah. Which yeah. is, like, really annoying. So, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely don't think that that's, at least in my opinion... Case yeah, here. like I, I, and this not, and it's not. I don't even mean it in a pompous way, but like, I, my favorite band, like Philly band, is Cheyenne's Kitchen. Like the band you're <laughs> part of should be your favorite thing. Otherwise, you might not yeah. be doing it. Right. Yeah, I agree. You've been. I mean, we've spent probably, I don't even know how many hours just listening to this music to yeah. the to the album that we put out. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how many. Well, yeah, like, I don't like it so. <laughs> but like I spent so many hours mixing that going back and forth if I didn't like it yeah I mean yeah like theoretically the music you write should be everything that <clears throat> you as a listener like theoretically speaking I don't know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. but that makes sense <laughs> um and then there's also a video of you fiddler in the robe <laughs> um what is that did you like Lord. write that song or uh, so that that's kind of a uh so I I used to be completely on my own, sort of not like the uh, don't go on alone message. Mm-hmm. I sort of was on my own in music for a bit. Like me and Jay sort of had a yeah, we, falling out, we, rough sort patch. Of a rough mm-hmm. patch situation where we both just went on our own ways. And I put out a, a lot of um, solo like EPs and stuff like that. And that was one of the songs. It sort of goes with don't go on alone. It was on an EP I did, Welcome to Wonderland, and it originally was going to be like a audio complimentary to the Alice in Wonderland original animated film, mm-hmm. but it just never got that far. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's a lot of songs that are just hiding in the closet. Yeah. Like, you know, may never see the light of day, may see the light of day, I don't know. Yeah, and then we also did, uh, we, we, so like, you did that basically, and then you were like, "This is a challenge for like you know whoever." I forget how it was. Like we each had to post a video. Oh yeah, yeah. It's sort but of then Noah, yeah, yeah, like, spotlight challenge. Yeah. So then yeah. I posted the the blue gaze, like the you know blues shoe gaze thing, and then Noah basically got fired slash quit. So yeah, dude, I put it as in like it's the equivalent of like you put in your two weeks and they just fire you anyway. They're like, just get out of here. Yeah. That sounded harsh. It wasn't like that. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Let's just be like, let's be literally. You 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 quit, but then you're like, I'll play these last few shows with you. Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? Let's just let's just move on. We'll go back to three piece. Well, no Noah, Noah is the behind the scenes yeah, member. There's, there's no animosity. That's, Noah, yeah, that's pretty much he joined for a bit and he was very busy and he was clashing with his other bands and yeah. he decided to just stay as a producer and that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, Noah is a fantastic producer. I just gotta say, like anyone looking to work with somebody, like yeah, hit him up. Please hit up <laughs> Noah Crowley. He's he's on the up. He's really he really 
He really. Fire, he'll do it for free. Fire. He, does <laughs> he doesn't do it don't, for free. Don't pay me. Don't pay me. <laughs> he'll even cook you dinner. Yeah, I'll Ooh. even cook you and and uh, bed you. It's no. his biggest <laughs> hobby, so he likes doing it for free. Yes. Massive hobbyist. <laughs> um, what do you guys usually do to prepare for a gig when you know you have one? Ooh, it's all about the pregame music. Yeah, yeah, I usually just matters, watch yeah. Mitch set up the drums for about ten minutes. Just <laughs> awkwardly stand on the stage with no- nothing to do and well, just feel really uncomfortable because <laughs> it's taking so long. Yeah, the last time play come as you are oh yeah yeah, yeah we like had a few <laughs> trying to drown out the noise <laughs> yeah try to drown out the noise is a good point <laughs> yeah. why are you why are you setting up your many stands yeah uh but i mean mitch you practice a lot mitch mitch practice drums a lot but i think the most important thing for me is setting the energetic vibe right with Always the music energy. that you yeah. listen to before the mm-hmm. show and, you know, f- I mean, for me, playing at the house show, like, I sort of like to just stand outside, and first off, I can hear the other bands, like, sort of better through the walls outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, There's a lot of, like, uh, energy. Like, you're just ready to go yeah. when you're, like, playing a show. You just want it to be your time to play. Yeah. And you're you know? really trying not to drink. You're really trying not to <laughs> drink or yeah. throw yeah. yourself off. Yeah. Or just learn yeah. the hard way. Yeah, don't, don't play drunk. It never goes yeah, well. Yeah, Jay and I went through the ringer with our first round of yeetness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeet has really kind of... Prepared us for... Yeah, like, I feel like, I, I don't know. It's not... I don't really have to do anything to prepare anymore. But no, like back yeah. In the, because, I, I like, yeet has played so many shows. Like, yeet plays live way more mm-hmm. than Cheyenne's at this point, so... But... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for example, when we played The Haven last, um, we just all sat in Gav's car because it was really cold, but we listened to, like, just some really whack music. (laughs) And I don't say whack in, like, a bad way. It's just, like, you know, like, super slowed down or, like, you know, I mean, it was stuff that they had created (laughs) in some (laughs) cases. But just music that was, like, energy. It was just, like, a shot of energy. And then we, like, got on stage and it just was, like, perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. like hit off but this it's kind of different for me um but i kind of like to think of a show like i like to get ready as if i'm about to like do an athletic feat like mm-hmm. i like to stretch and like get warm because um i like to tire myself out like i said i like mm-hmm. to go hard and fast and i like to use these like heavy sticks so i like literally like stretch my wrists a bit and i just play on my lap just try to like you know, as if you were warming up for like a race or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch has a great vocal warm up too. By the I way, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mitch's vocals are gonna be unleashed moving forward. He doesn't sing on this album, but moving forward, he will be major player. Stepping up. Stepping up. <laughs> um, where do you guys practice and like record and make your music and everything? A few different spots. Uh, yeah. yeah, we basements. Yeah, mm-hmm. just basements. Just, just basements. <laughs> Straight up basement. Um, I mean, Jay, you record some some of the songs on the album just like on a bench, like a park bench, like Morty sometimes. Or s- what was that? Yeah, well, mo- I mean, Morty and Electric were on my phone. Um, wait, well, the question was like, wait, where, where do you record or practice? Either, either. Yeah, we mostly just practice at like whoever's house. Um, Whoever's neighbors aren't pissed. 
<laughs> we rotate through like we have to rotate of, through yeah, yeah. just to like give it give keep everyone a happy yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah also roommates uh, our <laughs> me and gavin's uh parents are also in a band so uh we use their rehearsal space sometimes oh cool yeah. <laughs> but it's like a joke band it's not like a serious <laughs> band it's not serious yeah it's, it's not serious it's super not serious. We record a lot at uh, Noah's parents' house. Big shout out to this and Mrs. Yeah, Crowley. Yeah, putting up with all the... the coop. Yeah. Coopersburg the is the retreat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, we feel the opposite. <laughs> That's the fire. That's fucking going into battle, dude. That's um, going into battle for Jay. I love that. I mean, I, as opposed from coming... As opposed to coming from the city, it's a retreat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And speaking of, we are, I think, moving forward, we're hopefully gonna be recording our next album this summer at uh maybe like hidden fortress or at something like a step up from the studio basement. north yeah, I, yeah. um there's a lot there's, of there's well, a lot we of an EP. yeah we yeah, recorded yeah. A, a new ep i guess we'll maybe announce yeah, but yeah, it's it's, it's, it's complete it. there's no there's no date for it yet given our album just came out but we did record a new ep at uh hidden fortress so that'll be fun awesome yeah i'm kind of <laughs> done with like I'm kind of done with basements a little yeah. bit. <laughs> for, for recording. Yeah. Um, and then, who's your favorite band that you guys have played with recently? Or, like, mm. do any of them stand out to you more? The most, the one that we played with recently, I think it was actually, well, we we played with them Angie's with, with Angie's and Cheyenne, so we both played we with them. I, yeah, I like Friend a lot. I, mm-hmm. They really blew my mind. I was like, you know, um, this is no slight to anybody else that's ever played a house show, but a lot of people just kind of, a lot of people's bands just like blend together and they didn't, it doesn't really like pique my interest, but I was really like, really impressed by them. I just thought they rocked so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friends mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> and they're really awesome people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really love playing with like, like we said, uh, Ken Mujo and the Venus mm-hmm. Twins. Those were like some of my favorites, definitely. I, yeah, I honestly have to say Ken Mujo. Like, for how abstract his music is, I've never seen such, like, sweeping audience engagement and, like, something that's so bizarre at first. It's, it's and pure it, rock and it roll really energy. gets me, like, in, like, usually at shows, I'm maybe just sort of kind of standing there in the corner. Like, Ken gets me. <laughs> he's, he's just a, he's a purist. Like, I really just feel he's super genuine. There's actually a show... <laughs> I mean, this is gonna come out later, but on Tuesday he's gonna be in town. Oh, is he? Yeah, I didn't know that. With Venus Twins. Oh wow! And it's his full band. Where at? Is that Ortlieb's? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's at Ortlieb's. <coughs> Sweet. Yeah. So. I might be having Venus Twins come here Tuesday. Maybe. Ooh, I hope so. <laughs> it would be awesome. Have we played with them? You probably yeah. You guys have played. We played with them since the beginning. I just had. I haven't played nearly as many shows as you guys. Yeah, you just played a a lot of shows. I've probably a lot of shows forgotten. Yeah, (laughs) thinking about it, I don't think I've played more than ten house shows in Philly. Like honestly, yeah, yeah. We're we're not like super. We're not like super live oriented, Mm -hmm. but you know, we like playing. (laughs) Yeah, um, you guys have like a whole like i don't know what do you call it series of like 
music videos kind of on YouTube. Where did you guys record those? It's like your live sessions. Yeah, your uh, Berg yeah. live sessions. Coopersburg. Yeah, Coopersburg. yeah that, Coopersburg. that was, okay. for me, that was kind of the send-off of that area of Coopersburg. Like, that's yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that live session. But yeah, I guess, I mean, that's actually a lot to do with uh, Noah and Ali are, like, starting to do that. Like, the whole yeah. sort of live session, like, half music video-ish mm-hmm. type thing. I think you guys you just recorded a slop tart. And yeah, we did a, we else. did one for slop tart. We did one for general life. If you mm-hmm. ever heard general life, right right around here in East Falls, actually. Oh, um, really? Yeah, and for that, I mean, it's all about like trying to do like um, unorthodox spaces. Mm-hmm. You know, like recording in houses. I mean, we started out in a basement, but the biggest idea there was like a narrative, having like yeah. something thread between <laughs> the music because. If you watch like Audio Tree and like um, mm-hmm. WXBN or like uh, KEXP, like those sessions, they're like cool, but it can get a little boring. It gets you know? boring. Yeah, like, it's, it's just, not a performance. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's like five people in a room on like yeah. recording it closely to be like a nice contained track. So yeah, and, really and honestly, that's a shout out to Ali. Just with, nah, that with really all the visuals Allie, yeah. and it's with just like, and storytelling. Yeah, like it, it, it just adds it adds a layer of interest to it that I think maybe live sessions in general don't have. So I do I do hope I'm excited to see like I hope a lot of bands start doing it with them because yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah really, we have a few things booked. It's really right. cool. Yeah, I mean shit, we did. Um, well, also we got that. I don't know if this will be released, but I recorded them uh, Cheyenne's last weekend, two weekends ago. Well, not this weekend, but last weekend. Oh, yeah, last weekend. Um, Performing live at the Psych (laughs) Jungle, which is in West Philly. And that was with Shid. And, yeah, it's just cool getting, like, you know, videos and audio that, like, sounds good, feels Mm -hmm. good, and, like, adding some interesting pieces to it to make it, like, cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah, like, a lot of the things, like, it's sort of like the like the Instagram, a lot of the things that happen or get posted are not really like very pre-planned. Mm-hmm. No. They're just kind of like whatever like, goes Oh, down. we're going to do the live, a live sesh today. Yeah. Like the, the psych jungle, I don't know if we'll release it, but like, no, it was like, I'm just going to record this show. And we're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we also the cart session. Oh yeah. Was yeah. Done. That was like a pre warm up for the Ryan's EP. Yeah. That was pretty much a warm up. <laughs> the ryan's mm. yeah we're we're really excited for our new stuff i think it can speak for everyone here like how long new and stuff drawn as out in not the uh album not the album yeah Friday. as much as uh, yeah that's not new it's yeah. like two years three years old. it's not it's new to people but for us like we've been wrestling with it for three years so i recorded my last track for that album in like april of 2021 yeah. wow yeah i've had a lot of time to <laughs> practice since then yeah yeah i was gonna ask you about your guys's process of making this album since because you guys did re- release your singles like a while ago so i was like i feel like they've been working on this for a really long yeah. time but i mean <laughs> well, just, i could give, I could give a like, simple uh, rundown of the process <laughs> yeah let's hear your side it of was the just story. Winging, all right dude. so the simple rundown of the process was uh gavin jay had a lot of songs that they were sitting on and uh, they wanted to record them. And they came to me, who had just recorded one EP. It comes to me <laughs> on this day of the War EP release. <laughs> and it was, uh, like, I had just started into it. It was also during COVID. So it was like, yeah, yeah. Co- it people happened. weren't, yeah, yeah it wouldn't honestly, have happened like if it weren't for COVID. Yeah. 
It um, really just sparked the whole thing. Because, like, everybody was just sitting around. Mm-hmm. We were all like, what are we doing? Might like, well we can't play live shows. Right. Let's record an album. And I had just started getting into production, whatever. And so then they came to me. They were like, we got 16 songs, something crazy. And I was like, I guess I'll give it a shot. And uh, <laughs> that was about it. Into. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy from my journey because it was like I did not know what I was doing. And it was just learning every single song. Like every single song had something new to it that I had to like totally learn a whole new technique mm-hmm. for or something. And then like, yeah, I ended up I ended up like taking an internship at a studio just so I could make this album sound better, like straight <laughs> up. Because that's all I was working on at the point. I was like, so it was uh yeah, it was a it was a long process in terms of like the post side of things. The music was great from the start. I mean, like the songs were great coming in and I think they only got better. But it was definitely a fight for all of us mm-hmm. to to get the takes that we wanted, to make it sound the way that we wanted it to, and to like have something that we were proud of but i can say i feel proud of it yeah i i sort of think that covid kind of had like the opposite effect that it did for a lot of bands on us because like i feel like a lot of people were like oh yeah like you know now i can just like focus on this and just you know uh you know and then they probably recorded a lot more than they would which sort of is what happened but like i don't know i feel like a lot of people released like a sort of definitive project like post-pandemic and Mm -hmm. it was like i had all this time to work on this but in our case it was like we kind of already were doing it the pandemic way because like for a long time and then uh it just sort of made us like hyper focused on it and kind of too obsessed with it and that's why it took so long (laughs) there's songs on the album that go back a long time too like Sneaky Pete was in our band Cabbage, which we were in middle school for. So, mm-hmm. wow. the songs trace back to probably like 2014. Yeah, I mean we, the songs, we, the Sneaky Pete portion of that song, I guess, is almost yeah, like ten years. A lot old, of the song, like Cosmic Daydreams, I wrote in tenth grade. Like, there, it's it's very much I think a coming of age story. Yeah, for, like just growing up, and I think the songs literally have that. Like we have some songs that are more recent, but. It's, we pulled from a lot of stuff, you know. I've been, I've been writing songs for a long time, and it was, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's hard to write songs, you know. Yeah, I was, I was hearing all these for the first time now. Like, this weekend. yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I have to write an entire album to get one song that mm-hmm. I actually want to use. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Sometimes that's like it's a, it's can be a insane process, maybe, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Well, I'm out of questions, and we're almost out of time, but um, I'm going to allow you guys to plug when your next show is. And Are we doing anything? I don't think we have a next show. No? Not we're anytime soon? Postponed <laughs> indefinitely? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Not indefinitely. Well, our last show was... Uh, we, yeah. yeah, we just had a show. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of our shows are kind of last minute, <laughs> like, you know, so... There'll be a show. Yeah, you know, just yeah, follow, yeah. The follow the Instagram. Follow the Instagram, follow the Instagram and you'll you'll definitely be up to date. You'll I, you'll get funny content. Too, yeah, you'll so get <laughs> 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 definitely follow it. But um, thank you guys for coming out. This was a really interesting interview. I was not expecting these answers, but <laughs> it was like cool. But thank you. Um, Thanks for having us. Thank you. Of yeah. course, and make sure um, listeners to check out Cookin on Spotify or anything that you listen to. 
and make sure you follow Cheyenne's Kitchen on Instagram. And uh, up next, I'm going to play their one of their songs off of their album called Iceberg. And I hope you guys enjoy it. But in the meantime, make sure you guys stay groovy.